Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? You know what I'm saying? Let's give them something to cheer for now. Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. And I say this shit stops the Tampa 2. Tampa 2. Think it's a game. I came up from nothing. You can't tell me. Yeah, did it on my own. Check out my neck, check out my wrist. Yeah. I swear I ain't never expected it to be like this. Now Last podcast before the season starts this Sunday. We kick off in New Orleans. Uh, this podcast, we're going to kind of walk through the 53-man roster, talk about the, the areas we feel like there's some surprises, and then we're also going to talk about our predictions for each game of the season and give what we think our end record will be. So with that, Matt, let's just get into it. Uh, what are some areas you feel like you're surprised by? Or or some cuts you're surprised by, or anything that that you knew was going to happen, or you felt like would happen. Well, do you want to go position by position, or? Yeah, I think so. I think let's go position by position, and we'll just kind of go. So let's start offense, and then we'll go through defense. So let's go quarterback first. Yeah, let's start quarterbacks. Obviously, with Jameis out, he does not count against our roster while he is suspended for his awkward Uber ride. Uh, we got Ryan also unrelated. Fuck that guy for doing that. Continue. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that was not cool. Anyway, uh, we got Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Griffin as our two quarterbacks. And I wrote an article the other day on our website, the Tampa2.com. Little plug there. Man, I will give kudos to Dirk Cutter this preseason. I believe it was a really difficult situation that he got put in through Jameis being suspended. And I'll be honest with you, I I think all of our quarterbacks have put out good tape. They've all played well at times. Ryan Griffin is the best I've seen him since he's been here. And I don't think Ryan lit it up or anything in preseason, but he had a couple games where, uh, you know, if he just plays well, gets the ball, spreads it around like I've talked about, I I think we'll be okay for the first couple games. So I'm, I'm encouraged overall with right now yeah i'd agree you know it's unfortunate i feel like this was Jameis's probably best off season in the or i'm sorry best preseason that i can remember he looked accurate he he looked like he was making better decisions outside of that bullshit through from his back foot touchdown to godwin which i don't care that that shit can't happen but he's looked really solid i thought fitzpatrick looked like an older backup and ryan griffin actually looked like like a better version in a weird way of Mike Glennon. Like he, he looked like a really solid backup and, you know, moving forward, I'm sure that's probably going to be his role. And that's, that's good for us that we could have a guy that, that we could count on for a long time. Yeah. And you never know, not to cut you off there, but like, let's say we go Oh, and two and look like shit with our offense. The first two games, it's not out of the realm that you see him start our third game. Remember he's a guy that, Last year, before he got injured, everyone kind of pegged him as the number two. So, hey, man, you never know. He might, uh, depending on how these first two games go, he might he might get a start. Uh, it would be crazy if he did, but it'd be at home Monday night. Um, you know, if if Fitzpatrick doesn't play, or or you know, or if he gets hurt. Yeah, let's hope we never have to get to that point. But hey, he at least has looked better. I'll give you that. So running back, I'm gonna go right in. I think Peyton Barber. Definitely looks like the guy compared to all our other people. I think 
It's interesting. The depth chart came out and it lists Peyton Barber, Jacquez, and then Ronald Jones. I agree with that, and it pains me because I thought Ronald oh, Jones. I knew whoa. this was coming. Hey, you, hey, Ronald Jones. You agree? <laughs> Top ten fantasy back. Number three. I'll, listen, I'll I'll say it. I thought the dude was going to be a top ten fantasy back. Hey, we'll see by the end of the year. Something tells me he's going to put it together. But damn, it's tough to see the guy I thought would be a top ten fantasy back. I think I said top fifteen. Let's give myself some credit. I thought he he would at least be a number two. But seeing him as the three, that one stung a little bit because you'd like to see a second round pick be a little bit more than the, than a third. But let's be honest, Jacquez Rogers ain't ain't taking anybody's job. So. He's a solid vet, and he's better in pass protection. He knows the offense, so I think that's all that is. Yeah, and obviously I'm busting your balls. I wish Ronald Jones would have burst onto the scene, and we would be expecting to get him heavily involved. But right now, I just I don't see it. I'm actually kind of encouraged. I don't, man. I don't think Sean Wilson will get a, a ton of looks. I still think he's a little shaky in pass protection, so I don't think he's going to get a ton of looks as a running back to start, but man, I, on a third down passing situation, I I don't mind him being out there. I think he's probably our best back as far as being able to catch a screen and kind of turn it up field. But yeah, I believe Peyton Barber has looked really good. I don't know. You know, he's not going to fool anyone for being a Le'Veon Bell or Zeke Elliott or anyone like that, but I think we can have a really good offense if he gets 20 touches a game and we'll kind of, that shakes out, like you said, with Jacquees Rogers. Kind of looks like he's going to get those third down touches off the bat, and then Ronald Jones maybe just a couple touches to to start. I, I don't expect to see him um, running around the field a lot on Sunday. I'm hoping he does because my fantasy team is a little buck heavy. I got Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, Chris Godwin, and OJ Howard. So I need the Bucks to tear some shit up this year. So moving on, wide receiver. Obvious, Mike Evans. Uh, so the way they break down, so it's Mike Evans opposite of Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin. And then it's Adam Humphreys, Justin Watson, Freddie Martino. And I thought it was interesting <clears throat> the way they listed that they, they didn't say Deshaun Jackson. Or, it says Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin. So it's interesting that I think even the Bucks feel like it's kind of a toss-up at this point between those two. And I kind of feel like I'm excited Justin Watson made the team. He showed that he he might be a player. Good hands, bigger dude, caught the ball pretty well. Just looked like he belonged. I think that's the best way to put what I saw from him. He looked like he belonged. Freddie Martino, um, to quote a another website out there, the Ramada Inn uh, out there lives again. So we'll see. I don't think he's going to – I wouldn't be surprised if Bobo Wilson is brought up in the next, like, three weeks. Yeah, I think the reason they, like you said, did that with Jackson and Godwin is, to be honest, just a nod towards Godwin and that he's a really good player. And also that I was kind of encouraged when we'll get to it in a few, but that Deshaun Jackson is kind of listed as second in line for for a punts, receiving punts. So I love that. I love getting the ball in Deshaun's hands. I love our receivers. Watson, like you said, I, I think he kind of fits and, and looks like an NFL player, you know, rookie year. I, th- I think that helped him being a rookie. Obviously, you want to keep as many as you can. 
and uh, Freddie Martino play some special teams. And he's got a little experience. It was between him and Bobo, but I don't mind holding on to him. And yeah, I just I love our receivers, and I think they go up against damn near any receivers in the league. Mike Evans. Oh yeah. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, Chris Godwin. I mean, I think all these guys could have a good year just up to our quarterbacks on getting them the ball. Yeah, I'm hopeful. You know, as much as I've talked about and how much I love Godwin, it would make me so happy to see Deshaun with about 50 catches, 900 yards, or maybe 800 yards, and like seven touchdowns. And it's funny, like, I, I get the Chris Godwin love. I get it. I think he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to be our number two probably starting next year. I don't know that I see Deshaun for this year. But let's not forget what Deshaun Jackson is. I mean, that dude is one of the best deep threats ever to put on a jersey in the NFL. The dude is just explosive. So I, I think he's kind of gotten kicked down a little bit because our quarterbacks last year overthrew him, underthrew him, couldn't connect with him. But I still want to get the ball in that guy's hands and and uh, watch him work. Oh, completely agree. And we will be a better offense if Deshaun Jackson is going off, more so than I think if Chris Godwin's going off. Because if Deshaun is, I know that he's stretching the ball down the field, and that will do wonders for our tight ends, our running backs out of the backfield. It will just really help the offense. So I'm excited about him. Speaking of tight ends, Okay, O.J. Howard is listed as one. Cameron Brait, two. Allen Cross and Anthony Auclair. It makes me happy to see O.J. Howard as one because I do believe he is our best tight end. I think Cameron Brait, and it's crazy to say that considering Cameron Brait, since he's been a starter, has essentially tied or led the league in touchdowns. But man, O.J. Howard is a different type of dude. When you see him, he just, he's big, he's fast, he blocks well, he catches everything. I think OJ Howard might be a candidate for breakout of the year. Yeah, and I I love all four of these guys, and and that's kind of like what me and you talk about off air sometimes. That OJ Howard and these guys you drafted the first round are just different kind of athletes, and you can if you just see OJ Howard and Cameron Bray next to us, next to each other and playing football, OJ Howard is just a stud. Nothing taking nothing away from Cameron Bray. Got great hands, great in the red zone, but. Like you said, O.J. Howard's just a different kind of dude. And um, Alan Cross and Eau Claire as well. Cross is going to be kind of that guy you'll see at fullback a little bit, doing a little bit of everything. And and those are both guys we kept last year. So, obviously, we like them, and, and that's a great group. of tight. I mean, what more can you want out of guys um, catching the ball between our tight ends and receivers? I'm shit. Oh, man. The skill positions, excluding running back, I feel like – there's no excuse for us. I just think we are so talent, more talented than I feel like I can ever remember the Bucks being on offense. You know, we just, I mean, wide receiver and tight end, we are absolutely stacked. And I would put us up against any team in the league. And I mean that not because I'm a Bucks fan. I just think from a talent perspective, there's, I don't think there's many tight ends that, that, are better or will be better than OJ Howard and Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin might be the best top three receivers on any team period. Yeah. I mean, there's only a couple, I mean, maybe a, like a Steelers team or something like that, but I agree. I mean, they're just loaded and I mean, like you said, what, what more can you want? The only thing 
off the top of my head that I see our offense that I wish we had kind of in our back pocket is a third down running back that can come out of the backfield, catch a screen, and take it for 40, 50 yards. I just, right now, I love Sean Wilson, but he's an undrafted rookie, you know. I hope, uh, I don't, I hope Ronald Jones is that guy. I mean, shit, a second-round pick, you hope he's that guy. Yeah, I just – I. I think he's more of a, a hand the ball. I don't, I don't think he's that dude that can uh, right now, hopefully he can develop into it. But just like I said, uh, the one thing I don't think our offense has that I wish they did is just a back out of the backfield that can be electric, catch the ball downfield, catch some screens and take them uh, to the house. But agreed. You know, agreed. We can't, uh, we can't. You can't have it all. I mean, shit, you can't have a quarterback that doesn't physically assault women, but Hey, you know, yeah, I, I'm just sorry. Offensive line. Offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that was a good transition. I like that, Matt. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so offensive line, we kept the the way we kind of got it as starters now. And Donovan Smith's a little banged up with his knee. Not sure if he's going to start Sunday. But if he were to start, we'd have Donovan Smith from left tackle, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Caleb Benana, and Damar Dodson. Backups, we got Leonard Wester, Adam Geddes, Evan Smith, Alex Kappa, and Mike Ledecky. Sorry if I messed that up. But I'll tell you what, I'm not sure what's going on with Donovan Smith. He got banged up a little if he plays or not, but I'm kind of encouraged. Um, you know, we at least you got, we kind of pegged it as those four guys from starting on left guard. Let's say Donovan Smith does not start. Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Caleb Benanon, DeMar Dotson are all ready to start. And those are guys we pegged to start from the beginning. So I know a lot of guys are worried, but if we got to slide someone in there for Donovan Smith, at least it's only one spot. Agreed. And I, you know, the thing is, and we've, I think we've said this a few times. I just feel like Donovan Smith gets so much shit. But if you really think about it, excluding some mental errors, he really has been a solid left tackle, a young left tackle. It's not like those grow on trees. The guy's been durable. He's in there. It's not like he's, you know, that dude, Eric Flowers from the Giants, who has just literally given up like five and six sacks a game. I mean, Donovan Smith is not, you know, Joe Thomas by any means. But he's a good player. And Ali Marpet should have been at guard all along. I'm really happy yeah. Jensen's here. He looks like he's the real deal at center. He just he's a different type of player. And you can kind of see that when he plays. He's finishing plays, knocking guys off of other dudes. And I really like that. And DeMar Dotson ha has kind of really grown on me over the years. I feel like that dude's just really solid and he's huge. Ben and Nock, I guess time will tell. We've heard about him for a while now. So he's going to get his full shot at being a starter. So let's hope he really develops into that guard we need him to be. Yeah, and I get it was preseason and training camp and stuff, but both, um, I, I believe they had Leonard Wester taking the first team snaps the past couple of days of practice. And everyone has has been okay with him and said he's been playing solid. And, you know, either him or Ledetke playing left tackle if Smith were to go out. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think... First game, to be honest with you, we'll get into it when we do the prediction, but I think we need to be run-heavy anyway. So I, I kind of predict on us getting on the run-heavy offense to where the, these guys can kind of go after them and, and play off play action. So I, I think we'll be okay, and uh, hopefully Smith plays. That would be the, the best-case scenario, but we'll see. Totally agree.
All right, moving on defense. Let's start with the defensive line. So we got, obviously, Vinny Curry, Gerald McCoy, Bo Allen, Jason Pierre-Paul, followed by Noah Spence, uh, Maui from our first-round pick, Jarrell Worthy, William Goldson, and our newest financial advisor, Carl Nassib, from the Hard Knocks Browns. Yeah, that was pretty funny to see him uh, do that. Um, so this is what I think with our D-line. Our D-line, what I think is going to hurt us at the beginning, because we put Mitch Urine on the IR, and I believe he's uh, available to come back week eight or nine. I think what's going to hurt us in V2V, let's be honest, probably not going to play Sunday. Our depth is going to be listen, not listen, thought I it was. I can't. A fucking calf strain. It had, okay, it had to be way worse than a calf strain. If this big-ass dude has been out for a month and a half because of a calf strain, I just don't. Let's put that on him, though, because, I mean, let's look at our history with uh, Sweezy, Carl Nix, and these guys. To me, it's something in either our our strength and conditioning guys, our coach or something that they don't give us the correct information. Do you agree? You, you uh, that, that's what we've said for a while. It has to be more than this. Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's too many times that you say calf strain two weeks and it turns into a month or sweezy uh, back problems. He'll be back. And then he's out for the fucking year. Like there's just too many times. That's just, so there's something weird between and, God forbid, it's the strength and conditioning guys not knowing what the hell they're talking about. But there's just a weird disconnect there to where their estimations on players being out is horribly wrong. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, you know, I'm not going to kill V2V. I've written about him. I've talked about him. I'm super frustrated. I'm not going to lie. That guy that's playing for the San Diego Chargers at safety still looks like a better pick. And I don't care what anybody says. I've gotten into it with plenty of people on Twitter about this. I will say it no matter how good he is. Derwin James will be a better player than V2V. That's my thought, and I'm going to stick to it. But I'm not going to dwell on this. I hope Vita, you know, he, he heals well and he comes back quick and he's able to play well. But our depth is looking rough. I mean, our second line is Noah Spence, Jarrell Worthy, and William Goldston, far, followed by Carl Nassib. And that guy's been here for two days, so let's not even count him right now. So really, we have Noah Spence, Jarrell Worthy, William Goldston. Yeah, and and unfortunately, you know, that, that was the thing that we thought was going to kind of be a strength of and uh, defensive line coach Buckner being able to rotate guys, going seven, eight deep. And that's what we were all excited about, being able to, Bring in a V to V, Mitch Urine, no Spence off the bench. And yeah. now it's looking like these front four are gonna have to play a lot of sl- a lot of snaps and and play and play really well the first couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, Gerald, Jason Pierre Paul, Vinny Curry, and Bo Allen are gonna have to really be the dudes. Yeah. And yeah. I tell you what, Jason might, I don't want to get too much on this first and second pick, but you know, you, you can't fault guys for getting injured. Uh, like, I'm not going to beat up B2V for being injured. But, man, when your first two picks, one's out with a 
whatever it is, I, I just don't think it could be a cap strain to have you out that long. And then your second round running back has more carries than rushing yards in the preseason. Man, as a GM, that's got that's got to make you feel uneasy. It definitely doesn't make me feel good. That's for sure. <clears throat> and yeah, and I I just we're gonna have to do a separate segment on Jason Light, and I think it'd be cool to go through all of our previous draft picks since he's been here, because I think it'd be really eye-opening to kind of look through that and see you know to be honest with you i think we've had more hits in undrafted free agents than we have post third round and that's kind of crazy to say but i think that's true yeah it sure seems like that and that's what i mean like i've told you many times and talking on here i just you can't you can't miss that much on first and second round that's that's where you get elite athletes like i was talking early on oj howard that's that's where you get elite guys, man. You you can't miss too too much on that. But let's not dwell on that. Um, let's move on to linebackers. And this is this is a spot I think our depth is uh, a little bit too. We got Adar- starters: Darius Taylor, Quan Alexander, Levante David, Jack Sitchi, and Cameron Lynch as the backups. I love Quan. Love Levante. Fine with Adarius Adarius Taylor being a starter, and and they said we're going to play a lot of nickel. So that means when that happens, it's only going to be Quan and Lamonte on the field. So as long as they're healthy, hey, I love our linebackers. But if Quan or Lamonte gets dinged up, man, you're talking about a rookie that's knee stuff and uh, Cameron Lynch, who's been just kind of hanging around playing special teams for a couple of years. So I don't feel great if one of those starters goes down. I agree. And I'll tell you what, someone tweeted this video from NFL films. He, uh, he put together a film of the Buccaneers beloved Levante, David and Quan covering running backs out of the backfield. And it was ugly. I mean, it was real bad watching these guys in one-on-one just, it wasn't even zone. It was just man-to-man coverage, and they were getting routinely burnt. And I'm I'm curious to see, do we give Quan a pass in coverage? Because here's what I'll say. Quan is a tackler, and up at the line of scrimmage, he's awesome. Would we say Quan is awesome in coverage? And I want you to think about that. I don't know if we need him to be in our defense, but what I'm saying is I think it's interesting when you start thinking about him and Levante as cover linebackers and where the NFL is going right now. All that to say, I don't feel good about the depth either, but it's something interesting for me. You know, I've had this talk a little bit, you know, just, I, I have some questions about the depth for sure, but I honestly, my, to my point, I have a lot of questions about our starters too. I just feel like, you know, we're always wanting to put it on Gerald as the reason we don't get a pass rush. Well, at some point, our linebackers need to take some ownership about letting all these slants go in the middle of the field. I get they're not corners, but if we're playing predominantly zone, I mean, that's some of their responsibility as well. So Quan, if you're the leader, Levante, if you're the leader, like we need you all to make some plays in the passing game too. So that's my thoughts on, on linebackers. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm big. I, I think it's hard to, if you're talking about, some really good athletes coming out of the backfield as running backs. I, I don't think it's ever a great thing for a linebacker. Like 
if you're saying he can't stay with like Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, well, I don't. I mean, how many linebackers are you? Know what I'm saying? No, I um, agree. I just think you'd like to see him at least put his hands on Christian and and reroute him or something. Other than Christian makes one move to the outside and cuts it back on a you know a little in route type deal, and it's just I mean it's it's five yards open. It's like I get it. One on one, I would put my money on McCaffrey almost every time against any linebacker, regardless of shit. I would put him against Luke Keekley one on one, and I would put money on McCaffrey. So it's not just them, but I mean, that's the NFL now. We just we need guys that can cover as well, and that's I feel like that's my big concern with our linebackers. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, in my opinion, if if we're worried about Quan and Levante, then that's a good problem to have. I'm I'm worried about a lot more than those two guys. That's a fair point. I'll give you that. That's a good point. Speaking of coverage, so the ageless wonder, Brent Grimes, Vernon Hargraves, followed by Carlton Davis, Ryan Smith, MJ Stewart, and Devontae Harris. Something that jumped out at me. Do you think Vernon's playing on the outside, or is he going to stay at nickel? I think he'll start on the outside in our base and then move inside to nickel, um, move inside to nickel cornerback when we go nickel. I agree. Honestly, I'd rather Carlton Davis just start outside. If we're going to eventually get to that point, I'd rather just start sooner than later and kind of take our lumps with starting a rookie. But, you know, hey, maybe I I read somewhere today that that the game plan is for the Bucks to play a lot of man coverage this weekend on the Saints. And if that's true, I will be very interested to watch specifically Vernon Hargraves because something tells me if you let that guy play man, he's going to look like a much different player. Or yeah. Michael Thomas is going to burn him consistently. So, it's, I mean, one of those is happening. Yeah, and I don't know that he gets lined up against Michael Thomas, but... I heard that too, and I'm kind of excited to see. I, I feel like they did play a little of it, and I, I think Mike Smith is hopefully, I, I don't know if I should say that, but I hope he is smart enough to realize last year wasn't working. So I do think we're going to play a little more man and get after the quarterback a little bit. And I'm, I'm excited to see my man Justin Evans. Um, I'll kind of rattle off the safeties a little bit. Justin Evans and Chris Conte as the starters, and then Jordan Whitehead and Isaiah Thomas as the backup. Um, So, you know, secondary, it's kind of funny that we're in the same spot. Like, I'm still worried about our, and I feel like we said this going on last year, I'm still worried about our D-line and our secondary. I'm hoping playing more man that helps out Vernon and getting him and more insights into the nickel that helps and Carlton Davis can come on and then another year of Justin Evans I do think helps. So this is all... um, you know, to be honest, I feel like a lot of that might be me being a fan and just kind of hoping that's the case. Yeah, and I'll give I did you this though. Real Sorry, real quick, I turn it over to you. If you kind of look around this roster, there's a couple guys. If you look at Devontae Harris, Carl Nassib, these are a couple guys that we picked up, and um, these are guys that have been on teams that we're going to play early in the season. So. I do think that I think that's kind of funny. Devontae Harris, we picked up from New Orleans a couple weeks back that he's on the roster. Carl Nassib from the Browns. We play the Browns early in the year. So just uh, remember those little things. I, I 
it's not saying we're going to win, but hey, man, it's always uh, good having a little info of what's going on in other locker rooms. Hey, there's a reason we worked out Terrence West. I'm just saying he was mm-hmm. he's been with the Saints all offseason. So I think that stuff is real. I think look no further than New England. Bill Belichick is a master of that. I mean, he picked up James Harrison for four games in the playoffs. So, Like I said, Devontae Harris, if you don't think our coaches are him this week about New Orleans, then you're mistaken, man. I mean, he, he's going to be in every freaking meeting room this week telling every everyone what he knows about the Saints this week, and, that, and that's only only can be beneficial. Absolutely. But to your point, I want to go back to this. I'm really hopeful Justin Evans has a big year. Last year at the end, I think we all felt like he was slowly turning that corner and, and kind of coming into his own as a player. And I look, I really expect him this year to kind of make some more steps. I think he's a really good player and I'm excited to watch him. I think Jordan Whitehead is going to get some PT and I'm excited to watch him too. He laid the wood, knocked himself unconscious on a play, but he came up there and boofed a, a running back. So I'm excited to watch him too. And I, I, yeah, I love, uh, I'm excited to see Evans man run around the field and, I, I don't think it's going to maybe late in the year. I'll say maybe late in the year, but I think Jordan Whitehead maybe adds a little of that grown man muscle. And I'm, I'm man, I, I'm kind of excited maybe going into next year, them two, or even later in this year being starters and uh, run around and they, and they both can hit people. So I'd like them too. That'd be a fun secondary. Um, and then we'll, we'll just kind of lump in the specialists. So punter and kicker, we got Chandler, the cat, Canazaro and Brian Anger. I think our punter Brian Anger has been solid since we've had him. He's been a really good punter. That was a really good free agent pickup. So kudos Jason Light on that one. Chandler the Cat has missed two extra points in preseason. That was a little concerning. Actually, uh, to be honest, our history with kickers, that was way more than concerning. I think people might start turning us off if we get into kickers too long. But look, let's just say we hope that we're not losing games because of our kicker. Be solid. Make the kicks you're supposed to make. If you don't go make 60 yarders, that's fine. But inside the 40, make the kicks and make your extra points. And we'll win some more games. Let's give a shout out to our long snapper, Garrison Sanborn, by the way. Nobody ever talks about him on their podcast, I bet. Wonder why. I mean, he's out there. He's getting paid, right? I don't know. Uh, Punt returner, Adam Humphreys, Deshaun Jackson at two, Sean Wilson, and then kick returner, Jacquez Rogers, Sean Wilson, and Ronald Jones. I'm going to be honest. I hate that Jacquez is our kick returner. Like, I would almost rather anybody but him, but I get it. Yeah, I don't – I just kind of – I don't even really pay attention to who our – kick returner as anymore it just i don't think it it matters too much anymore to be honest with you but Especially i think sean wilson rules. exactly i think sean wilson will kind of get more of those duties and like i said i'm i love as much as you can get him out there and in special spots and when we can flip the field both deshaun jackson punt return i love it i love it make some uh special plays so i mean when i think of deshaun on punts all I can think about is him on the Eagles when they kicked it to him, when the Giants kicked it to him, and he took it to the house to win the game. It was like, he's that dude still, I think. If you give him enough oh. space, I think he can be that guy very quickly. And it's exciting to think if we 
you know, if we're competitive and we're down to the wire, the fourth quarter, Deshaun getting back there, getting some punts would be really exciting to watch. Oh, yeah, I agree. I love it. Well, let's get into this uh, schedule so we don't run too long. Thanks. These people actually listen to us. Let's go. We'll kind of switch back and forth. So let's go. First game, we'll have you start it off. First game, five days from now, let's go. Yeah. Bucks and I'm, in I'm Orleans, shout out to shout out to our boy Justin Pulowski taking a bunch of people to New Orleans, by the way. And we're gonna have some Bucks fans out there, so let's go. But anyway, five days. What no do you got, Bucks? Bucks? He's he's a little much, sometimes annoying, but I'm happy to know he's at least on our side. So what do you got, Bucks Saints? Man, I'm gonna shock the world. I'm gonna go. The Bucks get a stunner win. I think everyone in the world is expecting us to lose. Um, I think we walk right into New Orleans and we whoop that ass game one, make a statement. Man, you took my thunder. Let's go. Both of us bucks taking the W let's go, man. You took my thunder a little bit, but Hey, I'm still hyped. I think look, Drew Brees, a hall of famer, best, you know, top, whatever quarterback, the dude's a stud, but you see him throwing that long ball. It's getting a little bit. Floating it out there. A I think my dude Justin Evans, bullet. I think my dude Justin Evans might pick one off this week. I think Deshaun Jackson might have a big play for us. I want the Bucks to go get a W. First week, weird things happen. Saints start slow. Let's go, Bucks. One and oh. All right. Week two, Eagles and Bucks. Am I going first? You. Two and oh. Let's go, Bucks, baby. Two and oh. Okay. I got is, you. Let's go. Is that just because Nick Foles? Look, home opener at home. We got to be crazy in Tampa. You got a home opener. Hopefully it's hot. We get these Philadelphia people down here. It's hot. Look, Eagles coming off the Super Bowl. Might be a little hungover. Party a little too much this offseason. Same. If you pay attention to them, they haven't had their running backs playing, their wide receivers. They got Alshon Jeffrey out. They don't know who's going. I just think it's a little bit, you know, I don't think everything's in order there. They're playing Thursday night, which actually I think that helps them a little longer rest, but they got Nick Foles going, so we don't know if it's him or Carson Wentz. Either way, we get Nick Foles. Even if we get Carson Wentz, it's his first game in how long? At home, got to be hyped. Let's go 2-0, Buck. Well, I think we're going to really need our crowd. This one was a toss-up, but I think the Eagles get us. I think, I think they're just a little bit further along as a team. And if I had to be objective, I would say the coaching nod would go to the Eagles. So for me, I think we're one and one at this point. All right. All right. Let's go to Monday night. Me and you going to be at the game. Party. It's for sure. What do we got? I think we shocked the world, man. It's a Monday night game. If you don't fucking get up for a Monday night game, I don't, I don't know why you're playing. I think we beat the, I, I think we beat the Steelers, man. I think Le'Veon is going to hold out until probably week seven or something crazy. I heard because of uh, the way the pay scales, he can, he he'll come back like mid season or something and play out the rest of the year. But I'll tell you, they don't have a true no. Well, they have a number two, but I don't think he's a true number two receiver. I think Le'Veon not on the Steelers with an aging Big Ben. I get that they have Antonio Brown. That's a handful. 
But there's not a lot else on the Steelers' offense that scares me, honestly, other than play calling is really good. They got good coaching. But I think we shock the world. We go get that dub. Man, unfortunately, I'm big L for this one. I know you're going to be a down. We're going to be hyped. I hope we, I hope we turn it up, but this game scares me. I think it plays in just a bad matchup for us. And you say that I don't have a number two. I think you're kind of crazy. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a stud as a number two. And I even think their rookie, James Washington, at Oklahoma State is a stud. Um, so their receivers just worry the crap out of me. I don't know if we have enough to cover them all game. Unfortunately, I give the Steelers that one. So I got as of now, which we both had the Bucks two and one after three games. We do. Okay, so the Bears, what do you think? Because I could go two ways on this. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. Yeah, so I kind of looked when I was doing this, and I looked through the first four games. Uh, and this is going to be a short week because we're going to be playing on Monday night and going to Chicago. And this might surprise some people, but I'm going to give us an L there. Sign in. Um, Mac is just only going to make them better. They're going to have a Yikes. really tough defense that people kind of don't know about. And I know their offense isn't great, but they have two really good running backs. And I, I just feel like that's going to be our, our week. We might be a little dinged up. We got players, whatever. I think they might be able to run the ball. And I think just on a short week, it's going to be kind of a sneaky, tough game for us that maybe people didn't expect it to be. So I'm going to give us the L there. And I'm at two and two through the first four games. I think we win this game. It's tough for me. And also, I actually think Kevin White, who has been injured so much, could end up still turning into a good player. He kind of still has all the, the, the things you, you would hope from a receiver. He's big, fast, catches the ball well. He's just been injured, hadn't played. But to your point, I think, I think we beat the Bears, man. I know Khalil Mack's good, but they don't have too much that scares me. I think that's a winnable game. We'll see what happens, but I think we can walk out of that with a dub. So I do too. I'm, to be honest with you, it's kind of going back and forth between that game and the Saints game. But like I said, some just worry you got to go to Chicago on a short week. And I think they're just kind of that tough, grinded out team. And if our D line is still kind of shaky, that's kind of why I picked them. But anyway, let's get on. We got a bye week after the Bears. And then we are going up to Atlanta. What do you got? Hot Atlanta, baby. I think we lose that game. I definitely think that's, a, that's an L. I just. Something tells me the Falcons, this might be their year, uh, their turn at the NFC South. Um, good coaching. Their defense got stronger. Julio Jones is sticking around. They just have another year under uh, their offensive coordinator, which the name I can't remember. But it's just, I, I think they'll be pretty good this year. And I think we lose that game. Unfortunately, I agree with you. And in my scenario, that has us with three losses in a row. Yeah, I think going up there is going to be tough. Even though I was thinking about that on a bye week, that definitely benefits us. And we should be ready, Jameis back. But, yeah, I think it's a little tough going up there. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman, Seven Coleman, and Matt Ryan in the improved defense. I just – I don't like it. That's that's one of the ones I got as, a, as an L. So, as of now, I got us going two and three, and I believe you are at three and two. Let's go uh. – Yep. On 
to the Browns at home, 10-21. I believe we got to both have this as a dub. I was just going to say, on paper, this has got to be a dub. But I'll tell you what, watching Hard Knocks, Miles Garrett is that dude, man. It it definitely makes me think, like, we're going to have a hell of a time with that guy. Yeah, that's, you know, I think the days are kind of, a lot of teams are going to realize that it's no more just, uh, a couple of years ago when the Browns were just poor, and don't get me wrong, they were bad last year, but they were just so inept at, at just having talent on their roster. It's not like that anymore. They have really talented guys. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, but at home, even if it's Tyrod or Johnny Manziel, Tyrod's going to start the season. Either one of those guys doesn't scare me, and you have to go beat those guys. Johnny home. Manziel, huh? Or, I'm sorry, a Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, my. Was that a Freudian slip? Is that what you really think he is? No, that was that was just, hey, we need to beat. I don't care. Johnny Manziel, Tebow, Baker Mayfield, Ty <laughs> We got to beat That's real. All right, Bengals, I think. I'll get right to it. Uh, this one's tough. I think we win this game. I think we might go on a little bit of a run here. But I think we beat the Bengals, man. You got us going like 15 and one or what's no, your deal? No, I got us right now one, two, three, four, five. I got us five and one, two, five and two. Hey, I, I need to hop on your bandwagon. I think we beat the Bengals too, not scared of them. Had the same QB for a while. The only thing that really scares you is like A.J. Green, Ryan's favorite player, John Ross is explosive. but Explosive. Uh, I think we, we got to beat them, go up there and win. So I got us now at four and three, I believe. Okay, so you're right there with me. We're on the Panthers. I'll come around and say it. This is an L for me. I got it as an L, too. Going up to Carolina, just... I, you know, and I'll be honest with you. A lot of guys were talking on the radio today. We got to look at this. NFC South is just a tough division. So going anywhere on the road in the NFC South is a tough deal. Totally. Cam New can always have one of those games, and they get their front seven's always good. Got Luke Keekley up there. Um, yeah, I, I think that's an L too. Yeah, and Christian McCaffrey, I really think this year is going to break out. Yeah, he, he scares me. I like Devin Funches. I think he's going to kind of come on bigger receiver, but that looks like a tough game for us. So, all right, I'm, I believe I'm at four and four. You're at five and three? Five and three, baby. All right, let's go Redskins. John Gruden's brother at home. I got the Bucks winning. This NFC East, I'm kind of glad we're playing. I'm not high on any of these teams, really. Uh, they got Alex Smith. He's kind of that veteran, really good quarterback, but doesn't exactly scary on on making huge play. Even though you know he's a, he's a really good quarterback, but Darius guys out for the year, bringing in old manager Peterson. All defense, day. you know, doesn't do anything to really scare me. I think we get the win at home against the Redskins. I think we lose this one. When I said I thought we were going on a run, I didn't think it'd be a winning run. I think we lose to the Redskins. I think. Alex Smith is guilty of a lot of things, but he doesn't turn the ball over. And something tells me the thing that's plagued the Bucks for so long might still plague them and just turnovers and costly penalties. And the one thing you have to give Alex Smith is the benefit of the doubt with turnovers. I think he probably doesn't turn the ball over and I think they beat us. 
All right. All right. Let's keep it going. Go through these quick. But the Giants up in New York. I think we go on a little run starting right here, my man. I got the Bucks winning in New York. I don't think I think Eli's over the hill. I don't think he can get the ball to his playmakers as much as he wants to. We get after them a little bit. We go to New York and a win. Agreed. I think we lose against the 49ers the following week, though. I'm giving us the W. We're winning against the Niners. That's a tough task. You know, we've always had that thing going on the West Coast. Um, we've had a bad record doing that. They got to come over to us across the country. I think we get a win against the Niners. I sure hope three, so. Three wins in a row. Let's do it. That'd be, sh- I'm, I'm really pulling for that. Panthers, this might surprise you because I, I really wanted it to be us breaking even, but I honestly think they beat us twice and sweep us this year. Heck no. At home, we're winning, man. Four games in a row. This is our hot streak for the season. Everyone's back. B to V, Gerald McCoy, Jameis Winston, firing on all cylinders. Four games in a row. Bucks beat the Panthers at home. Okay. Saints, I think we get that win. I think we lose that one. I think they pay us back for them, uh, us beating them last game of the year at home. And then, like I said, I got us winning the first game. So I think they kind of just get us back in that crazy NFC South back and forth kind of deal. I'll give you that. Ravens, I don't see us winning. Oh, I see us winning the Ravens, man. Um, I'm proud of you, Matt. You're really, you're the optimist tonight. I love this. Uh, let's go. Hey. Five days till the season. If you're a Bucks fan, let's go. Bucks beating the Ravens. Freaking Joe Flacco. You won one Super Bowl. Whatever. You're a bum. We're gonna go into Baltimore and beat you guys. I'm not scared. You got Michael Crabtree. Yeah, whatever. I'm not scared of your running backs. Your defense. Let's go. You don't got Ray Lewis anymore. Let's go into Baltimore. Thank God they don't have Ray Lewis. That'd be a hell of a thing. Cowboys, I see us beating the Cowboys down the stretch. Oh, I got us losing, man. I got us. I don't I don't think I was just trying to look, you know, for a certain amount of loss. I, I kind of had a record in mind, and I just think that that's a game that might trip us up. I think their O line by that point will be really healthy. And I think that might just kind of Grade us down. We'll we'll have played a lot of games in a row having that early bye week. I think their line in Zeke kind of goes on us. And um, I think we might lose in Dallas. Falcons, we going to win that game, though. End of the year, I think we're making a playoff run for wild card. And for me, it puts us at 9-7. and seven. I don't know if we get in, but we went out the last two games that we need. I like it, baby. Get at home last game. Game means something. Let's get the W. Put us at 10 and 6 on the season. I think Falcons kind of maybe go one of two ways. Maybe they're kind of ahead of us. You never know with the NFC South. Maybe they're ahead of us. They don't have anything to play for, or they're way down and they don't have anything to play for. We got something to play for. Put us at 10 and 6, and we sneak into that playoffs. Man, I, I hope so. I think both scenarios for us. We might disagree on some individual games, but I think the the holistic shot, we're pretty close. Nine and seven, ten and six, you know, give or take here and there. I I yeah, believe look, we should be competitive and shooting for the playoffs this year. With the talent we have, there's no excuse. I agree. You know, 
and you never know what happens. Someone can get hurt. You know, this this happens. That happens. Uh, if we go eight and eight, it's not going to shock me. Um, if we go seven and nine, it, I'll be disappointed. I don't know if it'll really shock me, but we just lost a lot of games last year. One score games, kicker kind of messing up, and I think we got refocused, brought some guys in, and um, no excuse, man. I, I I think all goes our way. Maybe we get a the football and we go ten and six. I love it. Well, from this point moving on, a couple of uh, a couple of notes. We're going to be doing a podcast every week. Try to get it out by Wednesday or Thursday about the weeks before game. So next week we'll review what goes on this week in New Orleans. Um, you got to be excited. Football's back. Also, we are putting out articles routinely on our website, thetampa2.com. You can go there, check out our thoughts. We're on Twitter, the Tampa Two Podcast. So you can come on any any of these sites. Let us know what you think. Shoot some ideas. We're more than happy to talk to you and debate you because we do that pretty well. We're probably going to disagree with you, and that's cool. Just know that. But at the end of the day, we're all rooting for our Buccaneers to have a good year. And if you're not excited about this weekend, I don't know what to tell you, but football is back, and I am so fucking excited to watch our buccaneers compete baby let's go can't wait till sunday yeah look us up tell your friends we will that monday night game me and ryan lives out of town so he will be in town the monday night game we will be hanging out on the north side of the stadium doing a little tailgate and stuff you guys hit us up on twitter or something come hang out with us tell your friends um Yeah, let's do it.